Another edition of CYKC presents Tell Me More with your humble I am Anthony Lawrence. And today we have a special guest. We have Elizabeth Stanford. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Excited that you could join us for this podcast. We're going to really get into some good information today. Before we get started, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, give us your background, how you got into KCPS and sure. all nine yards. Sure. Um, so as you stated, I'm Elizabeth Stanford. I'm a licensed professional counselor. And so here at Northeast Middle and also Northeast High School, I serve as the trauma-sensitive school clinician. So I'm a licensed therapist for the students to further help them with the mental health needs. Um, I've been in social services for about 20 years. I actually initially started my, my career working in Department of Corrections and Department of Juvenile Justice in Georgia. So I've been in, this, been a, in the realm of this career, so to speak. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. So was it something that you always wanted to do? Or? As in being a therapist? Yes. No. I was originally went to school to be a doctor and going to sports medicine. And then I recognized that I do not like math and science. And so that's an issue. I can see how that could be a deterrent, <laughs> yes. right? I can see how that could yes. Yes, affect that career trajectory. Um, and so then I, I actually was very fortunate. I had a professor in college tell me that because uh, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that point, because I always had been taught that you're going to do this, you're going to be a doctor. That's what I was told. Right. And so I had this amazing professor in college who I'm still in communication with 20 something years later, um, tell me, I, I have something for you. And he handed me a book and it was called Amazing Grace by Jonathan Kozel. And it was about it was sociology and it was about the social injustice of America and how people are not treated equally. And that's where it started. That is so interesting. So today we're going to kind of get into some conversations about like mental health mm -hmm. and how that affects middle school, high school mm -hmm. students in general. So the first question I want to ask you is what social stigma do you see regarding students and mental health? Um, and even more specifically, like the students you deal with in KCPS, what do you see as the stigmas around mental health in that conversation? So I think a big stigma is that we just don't have the right education for folks to be able to um, really engage and get the services. Uh, it's, it's culturally speaking, I come from a culture um, that we did not let people know that we had these issues. And when there were people that had mental health issues, we kept it hidden, right, in our families. So from a cultural perspective, I can understand where the families are more hesitant because that's how we've been raised and brought up. So I think the, the stigma is we have to make it more normal and, and make it to where people feel comfortable saying, hey, I'm not feeling good today. Or, you know, I'm, I'm having, whether it be some bouts of sadness or I've had some trauma or whatever it is, um, so that it becomes something more normal to talk about just as we would our lunch, dinner, everyday things. Um, and it's not then such a, uh, a barrier for us because I believe that the stigma is that if you talk about it, then you're calling yourself crazy and it, that's not what it is at all. It's about how can you get help for whatever it is you're going through because everybody's got something. And this is what I tell every student, every adult, every person I work with, no one's perfect and we all have something. Right. And so we just have to be able to recognize and get ourselves the help that, that, that's needed. So in the context of like dealing with students, mm -hmm. right, and um, especially for like core members that are listening to this yeah. or staff members that work for CDR that are listening to this, 
how would you suggest they help students with that stigma and address that stigma and help to like put it into that stigma? So I'm an advocate in saying, you know what? I too have some ADHD or I too have, without going, you don't have to give them details of things, of what's going on. Or you know what? I, I've had to deal with some depression or I have a friend, whatever, but make it more um, whatever they're comfortable with though too. I don't want people making up those stuff either because right. I've had that happen before too where I've had somebody be like, oh yeah, I have schizophrenia and I'm like, okay, no, don't say that to us to somebody and it's not true right? because um, I have worked in hospitals. So don't say that to somebody and it's not true. But really just making it a more comfortable conversation and making it more real like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have a friend that, you know, maybe you know somebody that's dealt with depression or or has some kind of similarity, but make it a, a not a, a taboo conversation. Um, but for core members, I'd also, you have to be able to have a good boundary though too, to not try to go in too far to where you become um, outside of your, your scope of practice. Right. So that can be a struggle too. But I think just, you know, normalizing that we all have some things that something going on in our life, whether it's today, all the time, you know, a year ago, whatever to deal with. I think that's a big part of it. I appreciate that. That gives us a lot of insight. Uh, from your experience, what are some of the signs you see or that you was asked that core members and staff look out for when students sure. are dealing with mental health issues? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> definitely if they're isolating, especially if it's a student that you know well. If it's a student that you've gotten to know, maybe all of a sudden they're withdrawn or they're isolating, or they're not willing to participate in things that they normally would. Um, you know, maybe they talked forever and ever about how they want to be a basketball star, and now all of a sudden they don't even want to go to basketball practice. Um, so really looking at those things. Words they might say, like um, talking about their worth, their self-worth, making it as though they don't, they sound as though they don't matter, or they feel as though they don't matter. Any kind of things of that nature, I think is really important. If a student says to you, you know, I don't even know why I'm still living. That's a key red flag. Like, right. hey, what's going on? Let's talk. Um, it can, but sometimes it's not as blatant as that. It's just a lot of really getting to know that student and becoming a safe person for that student because everybody needs somebody they can feel safe with and to be able to share so that they can get them to the right help. So I would say absolutely engaging. If you see a student, even if it's a student you don't know that well, but you're like, why are they isolating? You know, why are they not inter intervening with others? Why are they not engaging? Then I think it's really important to say, hey, I'm so-and-so. You know, like I'll go up and be like, hey, I'm Miss Stanford. How are you? I don't think I've met you. What, what's going on? Right. How's, how's life today? You know, or, or what do you think about whatever? Did you watch the game? Just try to have that conversation to see because, you know, we don't know if they're shy or if there's really maybe they just haven't had that connection. Um, and I think that at KCPS, because we have so many students, uh, it's easy to be uh, to become lost right. in the shuffle, um, especially with these two schools. It's easy to become lost in the shuffle. So the more you can have people reach out and engage, the better um, and show that they care and that that person has value. And mental health plays a direct correlation between students physical health in their ah, emotional psyche and grades. It's an overall arching thing, right? Everything, everything. It's all encompasses. In fact, even when I do safety plans with students, I always try to incorporate some kind of um, 
something to do with activity, even if it's just going outside and going for a walk or bouncing a ball, something because you know it's proven that getting a little bit more physical help can help health can with your physical health can help with the endorphins and help you get you know feel a little better about yourself can increase your mood and so I really um, I try to encompass all that especially when I'm addressing um, any kind of concerns with a student setting up scope coping strategies is what we call them coping strategies to help them what advice would you give to a core member that wants to engage more in the mental health conversations wants to engage more with their students, how should they go about it? Maybe they don't have any prior experience having those conversations. Yeah. What resources could they look after? Like who they should go talk to, things like that. Sure. So there are some great um, trainings out there. There's like mental health first aid. Truman usually runs that one. I don't know if you guys have ever looked into that. Um, that's a good way to, for people that have never engaged in these conversations, that's a really good training that's out there. I went through it again recently just because it's important, I think, to, I mean, even though I've been doing it for years, just to know what's being said, and so I can further help others. Um, but also, feel free, they can come talk to me or other counselors, uh, happy to assist. You know, I don't want anybody walking up to somebody and being like, I read about bipolar disorder, and <laughs> you're seeing all the, you know, you're showing all the signs and symptoms. No, please right. don't do that. Um, but definitely, you know, being able to take some of, we have a lot of free education opportunities. Our libraries in this area are really good about providing educational moments and educational opportunities that are free or very, very reduced cost. Um, so I always just encourage folks, you know, if it's something that interests you, get that knowledge. Um, if it's something you are absolutely not comfortable with, then maybe you're not that person for that, right? right. Because if we're trying to normalize something, and we're trying to get people to feel more comfortable. I, I don't want somebody that's absolutely not comfortable being that person that approaches and, and can potentially flame the fires a little, you know, yeah. cause a little bit more. Um, so that's when if you are someone that you're like, okay, I really am concerned about mental health, but you're not comfortable, come get me, come get somebody else. That's what we're here for. And I'm happy to engage in that conversation and have that conversation with folks. As someone that is privy to a lot of conversations with students and yeah. hear the traumatic events, what advice would you give the core members on how they could deal with when they hear stuff like this? Because a lot of times when you hear about traumatic experience, especially with students, you take on those feelings and those oh, emotions absolutely. a lot. What self-care tips would you give to core members as they deal with this? Not only are you taking it on, but it might also trigger things from your own life. Because we've all gone through experiences, too, that we may not have dealt with ourselves. So keeping that in mind, um, I tell every person that's in this this field, whether they're a teacher, whether a core member, whoever, everybody needs to have a self-care plan. I have one. Um, I actually did this weekend because I took a day off on Friday because I was like, oh, nope, it's time. I could feel it in myself like I need a break. So have a self-care plan, something that you can do that can allow you to be able to escape um, whatever it is, allow your mind to heal, allow your body to heal, allow your emotions to heal so that you can feel safe again and feel comfortable. Um, if it's something that's too much to take on, of course, I'm going to recommend seek out therapy, seek out help. Um, because that means that there's something that you haven't dealt with maybe yourself, or there's things that are happening that you need to learn how to deal with, um, to help you because we don't know, sometimes we don't know what's going to come out of children's mouths, right? And sometimes right. you'll hear things and you're like, Oh, that was not where I thought we were going. Um, but then you're just kind of, you just have to go with it. Um, sadly, I've heard so many things and experienced so much with kids and even adults and all ages that nothing really surprises me now. 
but there's still times where I have those breathtaking, you know, it takes my breath away moments where I'm like, oh, okay. And I have to keep my composure and keep it together. Um, but I, that's why I still maintain a self-care plan and make sure that I have ways to help myself. Everybody should have one. Um, and so whether it's, you know, if you're a runner or if you're somebody that likes to read books or if you need some kind of healthy social um, aspect, do it. Find a way. And don't just say I have one, but actually write it out. You should have it in writing because when you're in those moments, when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling overwhelmed, those things don't come to your mind because right. you end up just ruminating and thinking about all the other things that are going on. But if you have it there in writing in front of me, you can be like, oh, okay, this is when I need to do my breathing or go do my yoga or whatever it is that helps you um, be able to ground yourself and emotionally regulate. Okay. Okay. So a lot of times um, staff and city year uh, core members build these relationships mm -hmm. with students. Yeah. What would you say in terms of when is it time to elevate a situation? When is it, when is it time where a core member is trying to build a rapport and they hear some things and maybe they try to talk it out or work it out, but then it gets to a point where they feel like they need to elevate it. Are there some things that you could like pinpoint when the core member automatically needs to elevate the conversation or what advice would you give to core members that might be struggling with, yeah. should I keep these conversations between me and them and try to work on it with us? Or do I need to take it to a, a you know, a teacher or so, somebody else? Yeah. Any, I would say anytime if you have concerns of, of somebody's safety or well-being, absolutely. Make sure let's elevate that immediately. Um, if it is a conversation that makes you uncomfortable because you don't know where to go or say, please come get us, come get help. Um, because we've been trained because we don't want you one to feel as though you're you're dealing with a situation that you're not trained or able to handle um and then we don't want you to feel unsupported as a core member does that make sense yes so i would say anytime that you feel as though that this is getting beyond your scope of practice beyond what you've been trained to do absolutely um and I've even had it where if maybe the student is like, well, I don't want to talk to someone. I don't know. I've only talked to you. We can start that by having the core member bring them into my office. And we just have a brief like, hey, allow the core, core member to introduce me to them. It's what we call it, kind of a warm handoff. Like, this is Miss Stanford. She's going to actually going to talk to you more about this because you know what? This is my role. And making sure that student understands that, you know, not that you don't care or that, you, that you're not willing to listen, but let them know that this is what you're here for. And this is your role. And the Stanford is here to help you with the other stuff. Right. And so that one, it doesn't look as though you're turning your backs on them, but you are helping them understand that you're getting them the help they need. Yeah. And I think you hit on a good point. A lot of times I think it's a feeling of being inadequate, right? Like as I took on this responsibility to help this student mm -hmm. and I can't give them that support or I can't give him or her what they need at that moment and core members might feel like they're letting somebody down but in actuality like you said they're actually helping mm -hmm. right by understanding that sometimes you need to elevate a conversation and maybe you don't have all the answers mm -hmm. it's okay yeah right? mm -hmm. i've been so wrong so many times in my life that it's become Absolutely. a become a normal thing so i definitely uh, appreciate appreciate mm -hmm. that facet do you think if i can touch yes. on that though because you talked about the feeling of being inadequate one of the things that I always would talk with, even with when I have interns or anyone else or even people I supervise, I would say to them, um, are you here to help them or help you? I like that. Okay. 
And so really being able to assess the situation and say, okay, am I not getting them help because I don't want to look inadequate or because, you know, I'm, I'm having issues with this, with, you know, dealing with it. Um, Cause it's not about you. It's about their needs and what, what they need to be safe and healthy. Right. And in the end, they'll appreciate that. But you have to, because there's times I have to say, I'm sorry, this is out of my scope, but let me get you these resources because I'm, I'm not, I'm not great with every area, right? There's only certain areas that I specialize in as well. So um, being able to recognize in yourself, am I here? Am I doing this? What, what my mission, my work, what I'm doing, the purpose, is it to help myself or to help them? In this situation all right that's that's powerful and that that's going to help a lot of people because i think sometimes it's hard to take yourself out the equation mm-hmm. when you're trying to help somebody else mm-hmm. you get wrapped up in a an, i need to do this because they brought it to me i want to help i want to save right. i'm going to be that person and we've all been there but at some point you have to say i'm helping them by doing this this is how i'm helping as you look across the landscape have you seen the effects of covid19 on students mm-hmm. mental health and if you have, could you talk about that? Sure. I think this pandemic has had so many effects on everyone, first of all. Um, I have consistently completed home visits since probably August, September, just because we weren't finding kids logging on. We weren't finding kids um, that were normally straight A, B students that are now F students. We're like, wait, what's going on? Um, but I think for as a whole, where I see it is the lack of socialization or ability to get out and socialize and to be, um, we've lost that sense of normalcy because the new normal is so different. Right. And so it's, I've seen an increase in anxiety, increased in depression, increase in um, just, just not really even knowing how to go. I've also seen a decrease in students wanting to ask for help because, you know, they think there's something wrong with them because, you know, they're home. All the time and we have to explain no you're okay like a lot of other folks are in the same situation um i also would say with the parents too uh the parents just feeling overwhelmed and unable to handle this as well with not even just the, the teaching aspect because people always talk about the teaching aspect you know and i have to be the teacher because i'm the parent and i'm now the teacher it's beyond that it's what do i do with my children how do I help them? Where do I take them? Because so many of the, even the services out there are inundated with so many referrals that they can't even take them in. Right. And so really helping parents have that understanding of that they have to take care of themselves too and help teach their children how to um, have, have be able to share their emotions without it being, you know, um, considered inappropriate you know it's okay to shed tears it's okay to have those emotional moments Um, but it's what we do after that Um, I think from the pandemic I think I hope I'm hopeful that we are going to see a lot of resiliency from a lot of our families um, because we've been through a time that no one has ever faced right and so it's gonna really show like okay we, we dealt with this so this is how we bounce back and how we move forward so I'm really I'm really intrigued and hopeful that the resiliency will come through in the next few months. I hope so too. Um, but students are resilient, mm-hmm. so I believe that they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna bounce through it. One of the last questions I wanted to ask you is: We have standardized testing coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Map tests. We know about IRA and stuff. 
can you say or have you seen any effects of like standardized testing in mental health with students like the the added pressure of the scores and everything like that and can sure. you speak to that for me so i can speak to it even from a personal standpoint um some folks get really extreme test anxiety i was as a kid i had extreme test anxiety um, I remember back then we used to have the MMAT test, the Missouri Mastery and Achievement Test. I don't show my age, sorry. But when we had those, I would I would become so ill and sick that I would miss school and stuff because of the anxiety of thinking that I had to be this like top student, right? Right, like all in this testing and I and the fear of it. Um, so there's that perspective, um, and then there's also the perspective of you know they're just now getting back to school and they're just now getting things back going and now it's oh now you gotta take testing and so <clears throat> our students are already verbalizing how behind they feel and um lost like they've lost a year in a lot of ways and so now it's like okay now come back and test yourself on what you've learned well so <clears throat> the outcomes of that can be very different and so i'm i'm a little concerned and interested to see what how are those outcomes going to affect them because especially if you're a high achieving student if you're someone that has been high achieving and now all of a sudden you're testing on an average that can that can be really impactful right right on someone and and, and their well-being and their mental health so uh, i i'm i'm not a big fan i'll openly say i'm not a big fan of the standardized tests never have been um, because I believe that every student is individual mm -hmm. and we need to address them individually. So, you know, like Johnny might be really good at math, um, but he may not test well at math. Doesn't mean that he is any, not as smart as, you know, Sally. Right. Who got a, you know, a perfect score, right. On, on her math portion or whatever. Um, but unfortunately that's how our society is set up. I, I keep being hopeful that it will change because I have seen some of the most brilliant people come out of that are average and below average students. So um, we just, we're all very different. So I really would hope that we would go more towards an individualized approach in the future. I like that. I think definitely mm -hmm. that um, testing doesn't show the true story mm -hmm. of a student's success mm -hmm. or potential, right? So definitely. Um, as we close out, what advice would you give to core members as they tra uh, traverse this whole COVID-19, dealing with students, schools coming to an end, but they're also going to ramp up for a little bit, mm -hmm. right, with the uh, with us everybody bringing everybody back, with testing coming up. What, um, as we close out, what advice would you give to them in terms of just overall supporting and being here for students? Okay. I would definitely start with, um, please ask for help. Don't feel like you have to take it all on yourself. Uh, none of us do. We all ask for help. Uh, so please, you know, feel free to ask for help. It's going to be overwhelming at times. If you're feeling overwhelmed, my door is open too. I've talked to other core members. Um, however we can help, I'm happy to. I know that there are other, other folks as well. Uh, the other advice I would truly give is going back to that self-care plan, making sure you have time for yourself. Um, setting good boundaries for yourself, right? Right. Uh, don't commit to things that you aren't sure that you can actually follow through on. Um, I have a kind of, I have a standard rule. I don't make promises. I never promise. Um, and because things happen. And so I'm not going to promise something to someone and it happened because then that's just another loss or failure in their life. So I've for 20 years, I've made the deal that I don't make promises. I will say, I'll try my best. I will do what I can. I'm here for you, 
but I never say I promise. And when a kid says, will you, will you promise me? I say, no, I will not promise you. And I just flat out say, I won't promise you because things happen, but I will try my best. I will do everything I can. I will do what I, you know, I'm here to help you. Um, but just making sure you don't set yourself up because we, we tend to, we tend to, as helpers naturally want to just do everything. I'm going to do this. And I'm, I'm just as much at fault for this. So I lecture myself regularly. My boss will tell you she lectures me too, but we set ourselves up to like, yeah, I'm gonna take on this, 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 and this. And then we lose ourselves and we lose our care for ourselves, And that's when we become overwhelmed. So know, know yourself. Know yourself. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And with that, we're going to close. Thank you so yeah, much. Absolutely. Right? I you. love the conversation. Uh, and hopefully somebody that listens to this, will receive some knowledge and they can help them with their students. And for CYKC, this being presents Tell Me More. I appreciate y'all listening and everybody have a great day. Thank you.